It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. Yes, sir. We are back. This is the Prep Rally Podcast, and I'm the host, Chip Souza. I'm joined by Henry Apple and Ricky Fires up here in the studio today and got Leland Barclay down in Fort Smith in the River Valley. Now, it's a new year, but you guys ain't got no better looking in the time we've been off. But maybe not even worse either. Well, I mean, the bar, the bar's bar. pretty low. That's bar's a low pretty bar. Low. Pretty low. Yep. So the high school football season is officially kicked off, Henry. We have had Ooh. one game in the book. Got that played Tuesday night. Alma all over Van Buren in the opener. Henry, 27-7. to And they did all their damage in the second half. It was 7-6 to early, and then here – Alma just took over things. Now, Leland, I know uh, Harold McElvain covered that game for the for the uh, Democrat Gazette, but Leland, you were down at that game. You saw a little bit. Tell us about what you saw. Well, it was, uh, you know, you've heard about a tale of two halves. Yes. Well, that was a tale of one half. Tale of one half. Uh, Van, Buren scored their, Van Buren scored on their opening drive, looked good, went nine plays, 74 yards. <coughs> Just boom, 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 right down the field. Took a 7 to nothing lead. Uh, two possessions later, Alma partially blocked a punt, made it 7-6. to six. Went for two, didn't make it uh, out of the swinging gate. Uh, and that's how it stood at halftime. Very even first half. And then in the third quarter, Alma knocked on the door, moved into Van Buren territory, uh, stopped on a fourth down. Then they scored on two straight possessions, uh, got another completely blocked punt, turned that into a touchdown and a 20-7 to lead, and then cashed in a late touchdown and made it 27-7. to But after the first series, Alma held Van Buren to 155 yards on their final 10 possessions. Wow. Now, great win for Alma. They claim those bragging rights for that Crawford County Battle of the Bone for the next, Ricky, 365 days, Alma gets that bragging right. And the, Van Buren had what, beat him, what, four straight, right? Four straight. Now, not to diminish what Alma has done in this win. It's a great win for Alma and for, and for Rusty Bush. Great win there. Joe Trusty, our quarterback, had a big game. But yeah, keep in mind, Malachi Henry did not play in this game for Van Buren, and that, Leland, is a pretty big loss. Well, that I think it was probably as much – mentally as it was physically for Van Buren. I mean, any team that just loses the best player, not only on their team, but one of the best playmakers in the state. Yes. Bo- on both sides of the ball. Lost. Yeah. Yes. And then they also lost their most experienced offensive lineman uh, in the scrimmage game against Clarksville last week, or um, Farmington last week. So they also had their best offensive lineman out, and, of course, that was Sam Shepard, who was uh, all-conference last year. So they were without Sam Shepard and Malachi Henry. That's, right. that's just That was a lot to overcome. A lot to overcome. But major props to Alma. Got the win there. That uh, could, Leland, that could set the tone for their season. Absolutely. Because, you know, to them, the only thing that matters at the end of the night, they didn't care who played on the other side. It was that scoreboard. Exactly, exactly. And, and those players, when they went up to that student section, actually, they didn't have to go up to the student section. 
the student section came down to them. Wow. They stormed the field, and uh, it was it was a big win. Good, you know, good, four good. years is a long time. Yes. Uh, that senior class had not beaten Van Buren. Uh, so it was a big win for Alma. And like you said, it's going to set the tone because the 5A West, and I know we'll get into all, all of that later. Yeah. The 5A West is going to be very interesting it this is. year. It is. Go ahead, Ricky. Hey, uh, you guys – Talking about setting the tone. I remember years ago, Arkansas and Texas, they played like toward the end of the year, but ABC come to them, say, we want Arkansas and Texas for the first game of the year to kick off their season. I don't know, this might have been late 70s, early 80s. Arkansas and Texas both agreed to that. Texas won that game, and you could tell Arkansas was deflated. I don't remember how many losses they had, and uh, sometimes, it, you know, loss or win can set the tone, and and Leland, uh, talk a bit, a little about Airedale Stadium. I saw some of the videos, some of the pictures, and I've always really enjoyed that stadium. Of course, that gymnasium there. Uh, I was down there the other day talking to Doug Lockridge, and they're building. Man, it seemed like you just look out there and you see the tractors and dirt being turned over. So they're they're still building on of that great uh, great high school with the Performing Arts Center and just a, a lot of good things going on at Alma, aren't they? The uh, the new video board was supposed to be ready by last night, and uh, obviously it wasn't, but they, they're putting a huge video board on one end of the football stadium. On the opposite end, behind where the band is now, they are building a very large indoor facility that's going to have weight room, batting cages, you know, the works. Yeah, and then behind the visitors um, stands, out beyond the baseball field, they are building a big agricultural building too, and everybody's referring to it as the million dollar barn. But, <laughs> I like uh, that. There's, yeah. but there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot in that, and you know the nice thing about Alma's setup is everything is basically on campus. Yeah. Yes. Which yeah. is which yeah. is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So the season got started on Tuesday night. We had Alma over Van Buren, 27-7. Now, Thursday night, Leland, you're going to make the drive down to Little Rock, and this will be – this is going to be a big game. This is Springdale Harbor against Little Rock Parkview. Harbor, a team that has back-to-back, Ricky, losing seasons. Yes. They are not accustomed to that at Harbor, okay? So they're going down to Parkview, a team that in some places – are saying this is going to be the team to beat in Class 5A. They're coming down from 6A, in which they were a nine-game winner in Class 6A, coming down to 5A. And they are, in a lot of minds, the favorite to win the 5A state championship. So that's going to be a big game on Thursday night at War Memorial Stadium. Yeah. I talked to Chris Wood earlier about that. And he said, you know, Harbor has had these games where they open the season – not on the traditional Friday night. Right. For three of the last four years, they went to Pulaski Academy on a Thursday night. Last year, they went to McKinney, Texas, yep. and played a Saturday night game. And I asked Chris about it. You know, he says, hey, this early in the season, you can get off the track. He says, because you're going to have 10, 11 Friday nights right. in a row. And he says, besides, we're the only game in town. Everybody's going to be watching us. That's right. So Harbor, Ricky, they got something to prove. Well, you know what? Uh, the games I've seen them last couple of years, man, they got tightened up that defense. And, well, and that, the, the, that, Ricky, and they look too many self-inflicted wounds. Too, yes, a lot of, lot, my goodness, yeah. And that's a good t- 
test down there at Parkview. I remember them old Parkview teams, maybe Keith Jackson Jr., maybe some of those guys, but it looked like Parkview is coming back. And if you want to test yourself, if you've gotten any better from last year, that's a good way to do it right there because if you, if you miss those tackles at the line of scrimmage, they're going to go gone. 80 yards. How, how would they, Matt, Ricky, what's it sound like when they get going? They go, phew, phew. Yeah, and you you hit the nail on the head about Harbor and self-inflicted Man. wounds last year. You know, I was at the game against Northside. When, I mean, they're scoring back and forth, back and forth. It was an interception with under two minutes left to play that allowed Northside to score the winning touchdown. Yep. And yep. then a few weeks later, they had a 21-point lead against Bentonville West and lost 46-45. to Now, Ricky, that song, the old Hee Haw song, Gloom, despair is hanging over oh, yeah, on me. Yeah, if it weren't Deep for bad luck, depression. they'd have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know you know that. Misery. So that's kind of been. Harbor. I can say the whole thing. That's okay. kind of well. Yeah, we got yeah. enough of it. I think. No, okay. uh, that would. That's kind of what's happened with the harbor. Is you know, gloom, despair. Nope. If it weren't for bad luck, they'd have no luck, no at, luck all. at all. So yeah. they're due a turnaround. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Alma, you know, set the tone for their season last night with a big win. This Harbor can do the same thing. Yes. Um, the 7A West is going to be a tough conference. Henry, no, I mean, it's, it is every year. It's a tough conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the 7A Central has owned the state championship games the last four or five, whatever years, four yeah. years, five years. But the 7A West is what the 7A West. What did what the old Chicago Bears coach uh, say, Ricky? They it are is who we thought they were. They yeah. are who we thought they are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, Harper can be a player in this in the conference, Henry. They can be a player in this conference, but they they got to tighten up the defense, like you T- said, tighten. and they got to quit making those those errors. I mean, they yeah. got to stop that. Yes. Yeah, it's like the, what was the old saying, you know? Uh, and this happened on them on several occasions. We have met the enemy, and it was us. It's us. It's so, us. And they're one of the most experienced teams in the seven A West this year. So. Right. Uh, they could be a big player in this thing. Luke Buchanan's back a quarterback for them. They have to have a healthy Hudson Brewer. He was hurt last year. He was yeah. not nearly the back he was as a sophomore. They got to have him healthy. Ricky, that starts with those guys up front. If Harbor and Coach Wood and I have talked about this, when Harbor is at its best, when they've had their best teams, it's when they've had a hammer at running back. And they have got to have that. That whole offense is predicated on them being able to run that football effectively. They've got to have they got to have Hudson Brewer. He's got to be healthy, and he's got to be what he was as a sophomore. And that sets up your uh, uh, passing game. Yeah, when absolutely. you get that big guy, you got that thousand yard rusher. Man, that just makes well, your whole. And when offense. you don't have it, Henry mentioned at the interception. That th- then then it becomes try- kids trying to make a play when there's not a play to be made. Yeah, you know they're trying to force something in there rather than take the take the throw the ball away and live for another day or whatever. They're trying to make a play. You can't blame them for that. You know, it's it's uh, you know they're just trying to make make plays for, you know for their teams, and that's when errors happen. Yeah, and that's the beauty that this year, the rule change that's going to take place. This could affect one of those things, you know, because in high school football, you couldn't throw the ball away like you do it in a college or NFL, but now, now you, you can. can if your quarterback can get out of the pocket and you know he doesn't see an open receiver. Throw hey, it away. throw it out. Yeah. Throw it to your coach. Throw it to a cheerleader. Throw, throw it, it to somewhere. the guy playing the trombone in the 15th row up there. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so that's go- so we've had a game on Tuesday. Got one on Thursday. Then Leland, you're going to be at the 189th renewal or whatever it is. I know you'll know of the Battle of Rogers Avenue down in Fort Smith on Friday. 
It's just 62. Just this will be the 62nd meeting, uh, Rogers Avenue. They have played consecutively since 1965, and it doesn't matter what the records are. I mean, obviously, it's the opener for both teams. But, you know, they, they still have a lot to prove from last year. Both teams will be starting a new quarterback yep. uh, this season uh, with um, Poomsavoy taking over at Northside. Uh, and, of course, uh, you know, Southside was expected to have David Sword back, and he's not. Uh, but they're, they'll have a good quarterback there. They've got uh, – uh, the focus of this game, to me, is on the offensive and defensive lines for both teams because they're going to be very good. Yeah. Southside returns all of their starters on the offensive line. They're going to be good on the defensive front. Northside's always good on the defensive front. They return four at least part-time starters, three full-time, three, and another part-time starter on the offensive line. So this is going to be a very, very good game uh, to watch up front. And, of course, it's Felix Curry's debut as the Northside coach. Yep. So it's, yep. uh, it uh, you know, Northside's won six in a row, but Southside's coming off a very, very good scrimmage outing against Siloam Springs, so it'll be interesting. This is a game that will be played at Mayo Thompson Stadium at Northside on Friday. Uh, tell you what, Leland, I was very impressed with Northside scrimmage against Bentonville West, a team, Henry, that we know is going to be a factor in the 7A West. That scrimmage ended up 7-6, to six, Ricky, 7-6. to six. I know that's a great game to cover, yeah. uh, but that tells you how good Northside's defense is because, Henry, West is pretty good offensively. They have all their weapons back that yeah. they need to. You, you have Jake Casey at quarterback. You have Carson Morgan, who has got Division One offers at running back. Hey, if he's healthy, 1,000 yards will be no problem for yeah. him. And then you've got receivers like Ty Durham, Jackson Bruss, and, and others – they I think will Nick, be, Nick Bell plays a little offense too. Defense plays a little and offense, offense yeah. and defense. Um, so, and they're going to be healthy yeah. and experienced. And well, then that, you have a hammer. You know, when Carson Morgan needs a breather, oh, we'll we'll bring in Braden Jones and hammer them yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, so Ricky, that tells you how good Northside's defense is. They're they're highly impressive. Of course, Coach Curry was the defensive coordinator. At Northside, so he's going to have a heavy hand in the defense, and 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 as he should. So that tells you Northside's defense is very good. But again, you never when rivals when rivals play. What do they say when rivals play, you throw everything out the window because emotions can can often determine how those how those games turn out. You know, you and I both spend a lot of time down in Fort Smith, and man, the best Northside teams. I remember Joe Fred Young kind of teams were. Uh, they always relied on that grizzly defense, yeah, and yeah. you didn't need much of what's a grizzly defense? Boom, boom. There you go. They punch you in the mouth. Every they punch play. you That's in the mouth. Did. And uh, man, they had some great athletes on that. When Northside was at its best, uh, you know they'd score some, but man, it was that that defense that uh, that dictated everything. Yeah. So Leland, that is our River Valley game of the week. Is Fort Smith Southside at Fort Smith Northside? Our game of the week up here is Tulsa Booker T Washington at. Bentonville West. This is an opportunity for West to make a statement to open the season. Booker T. Henry, they're always supremely talented. Have a receiver that's already committed to Arkansas. Yes. Uh, which I seem to recall last week in his, uh, there was a scrimmage against Bixby. He caught a pass and went 75 yards for a touchdown. Ooh. So, and apparently these, uh, this quarterback and, and Forgive me for not knowing their names right now, but their quarterback and the receiver, you know, I was reading about them. 
They've been together since elementary school, so they know okay. each other quite well. Gotcha. Um, so some other big games. Bentonville is going to be hosting a, a big game. they got Broken Arrow coming in. So that will be a good game over at Bentonville. So we've got a game at Bentonville West over at Centerton and at Bentonville on Friday night. Some big games there. Uh, other big games in the area uh, going on. We, you know, Rogers uh, is is at home Friday night. I believe is that right? No, Rogers is at South Little Rock Southwest. Southwest. Okay. So team Daryl Patton is their coach. They've won their first two games in program history last year. Uh, so they're trying to make incremental moves over there, Ricky. They got to run it. Is that like baby steps? Baby steps, little See, inches. Okay, man, keep One it simple, up. please. There you go. Uh, incremental, <laughs> big. I'm sorry, I used a big word there. Yeah. Uh, they have a running back too, Henry. I can't remember his name. He's, he's uh, I've, got, I've gone blank on that too. I wrote their capsule this week, uh, but I do remember his size: six one, about two oh five, um, and it runs a four four in the forty. So he not wow. only it can can absolutely bludgeon you, but he can run run past you. Um, so. Got that going on. So lots of big games going on. Now, some teams, Henry, are not going to play this week. They're waiting until next week to start their season. Of course, the marquee game next week, Shiloh Christian will be hosting Little Rock Christian. That will be a big game. Little Rock Christian, because of the competitive equity factor. Yeah. Okay, I got that right. I got that right. Yeah. The competitive equity. They got bumped up to 6A. Shallow Christian, also because of that same rule, the competitive equity factor got bumped up to 5A. So they're going to play each other. These are two teams that will make noise in their respective classifications uh, when it comes to state playoff time. Uh, so we've got that going on and some other big games. But, again, uh, some teams choosing to have their week zero as their open week, and then they'll play for ten straight weeks. Others, some are playing two games and then a week off and then go on. Some are doing three and then a week off before they play conference, start conference, and then they go on. So it's just kind of up to how they could schedule and that kind of thing. Yeah, basically is who can you find as a non-conference opponent yeah. that will fit? Your, yeah. How you know, do we line up? You know, yeah. I know in the case of Bentonville, uh, normally they would like 0-1-2 will take off week three and have a week off for conference play. But in order to keep their game against Kansas City Rockhurst, they had to move it down a week. Gotcha. So they'll they'll have their opening or their open date on week two. Gotcha. So gotcha. Uh, game some of the games I'm interested in this week. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of them I really like. Yep. Elkins Pottsville. Yeah, that'll be a good. One. Uh, that'll be a slobber knocker, Ricky. Is that a big word? Yeah, uh, I I know that word. Okay, I got. Yeah. You. I just don't know yeah. incremental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have Elkins head coach Zach Watson, yes. who played for Brian Russ Ooh, when they were at Hector. I got so you. this was the old player coach meeting. Uh, uh, so that's going to be a good. And you've got well, you'll have Elkins who likes to run the Zach Watson likes yep. to run that no huddle offense, while you've got Pottsville who will run the dead tee or the flex bone. So yeah. something's got to give here. Yep, yep. That'll be hey, another game. I, uh, when we were doing our capsules, I noticed. Uh, uh, the Harrison the Harrison new coach going to uh, playing at at Springdale, so yeah. that that that'll be. What's the new coach now, at Harrison? That's Chris Keelon. He was a, a, oh, okay. a, at one time he was a long time assistant. Yeah, he run. was the defensive coordinator at Harrison under Joel Wells, and yes. then he went and took the head coaching job at River Riverview, View Riverview for one season, and then when Coach Wells stepped away, retired from the football coaching aspect, yeah. still teaching. Right, Henry. Still he's teaching now right? the assistant athletic director, and he's the golf coach. 
Well, I'd, <laughs> I'd like that job if I could get it. Uh, just and screen keep, I'm re- really interested in screen. Well, I mean, I've, 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 Ricky, I, I was going to tell you, I, I, I had a chance to go over there and watch him scrimmage Shiloh, and uh, Springdale opened up in the wing tee. The wing tee? They tea. opened up in the wing tee. Leland, did you know that? I mean, did you, did you pick up on that? No. They lined no. up in the oh, wing wow. tee. Yes. And so they ran uh, probably about, oh, I don't know, uh, maybe 10, 12 plays out of the wing tee, and then they flipped it over to go out of the, more of the spread. And so uh, Springdale uh, has Chris Cortez back at wide receiver, so they're going to throw the football because he's yeah, the most great ex- receiver. Yeah, explosive playmaker on their offensive side. But how would you like to be the defensive coordinator because you're having to, compl- having to prepare for two different, distinctly different yes. offenses. Man, yeah, and then you got Sparks. Maybe I think uh, I read where uh, Sparks may come over and play some great player on defense. He played Spring. offense the other night. Oh, he did. Yeah, he played offense the other night. Caught. Now, if they can get him the ball in space, he's a he's a handful. He's a handful. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was really impressed with Springdale. They did fall behind. Shallow put, got them down twenty eight to six, but then <clears throat> Springdale scored a touchdown. Kicked on side, got the ball back, scored another touchdown. So it ended up being a twenty eight twenty. Uh, scrimmage, you know, for them, and I think I think for Springdale that was uh, said a lot for them. Man, uh, I've always liked that Springdale tradition, you know, going all the way back to your, and you got Brett Hobbs. He brought in uh, who for a defensive coordinator, but he's Brooks is gone. He went back to Morrillton. Oh, he did. So they went and got Kenneth Chick from uh, oh, Van Buren uh, yeah, to okay. come up, and he's now calling yeah. the defense for for Springdale. Okay, well that work. Well, I said, you know, we're supposed to be neutral and everything, but man, that Springdale high. Um, that tr- great tradition. I'd like to see them get some of that back. Yeah. Uh, so if you take a look in the 7A West, um, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of improvement, particularly about for, with Springdale. Uh, I think Rogers Heritage, now I realize that bar is not real high, but I think Coach Munoz over there, he's a guy, uh, offensive linemen, in my opinion, tend to make really good head coaches because they know where the games are won and lost, and they yeah. focus their attention on that. And uh, and I think he'll do a good job there, just like I think given time Henry Braycook's going to do a good job at Pea Ridge. But, Ricky, you know this. You've been around this a long time. Leland, you've been around this a long time. It takes a, lot, it takes a while to build up your trenches when you have to start from zero and get those kids in the weight room, get that weight on them, get that strength on them. It, it's not an overnight fix. It's not like bringing in a running back who's going to get you, you know, 100 yards or whatever night. It's The, the trenches are – the hardest thing to build, but once you get it built and once you get it going, that's the that's the heart and soul of your team. Hey, you know, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I saw uh, Heritage in a scrimmage game over at Prairie Grove. Prairie Grove's always solid, nine and three last year. Poto was also involved. But Poto uh, was a state champion. But, Ricky got a uh, year before last. Well, yeah, and they were uh, eleven and two last year. Yeah. No but, slouch at all. Hey. And Heritage, I saw some sparks. I saw some good play right good, there. Good. And I spoke briefly to Coach Munez, Munez afterward, and he, he was upbeat about it as well as he should. So that's something they can uh, uh, springboard off exactly. heading into the season. Exactly. So we are happy football's here. Now, we also want to mention the other sports. You know, football is not the only thing being played right now. Uh, golf and tennis already had their seasons. They kicked off back first of of August. Mm-hmm. They started playing golf tournaments and, and tennis, so we got that underway. Volleyball started this week. Um, Fayetteville uh, last night, Fayetteville Volleyball went over to 
uh, Oklahoma. I can't remember now. Bixby, maybe. I can't, I can't remember now which, 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 where it was, wherever it was. Anyway, they're over there playing. They're in the second set of the match, Henry, and the fire alarm went off with Fayetteville up in, in the match. And, uh, anyway, they had to call, call off the match and Fayetteville only got, only got two games in last night, but they said they're going to continue it. They're going to continue this match at some point. They put but, out the fire? Well, so, you know, see if you, this surprises you, Ricky. Oklahoma's getting beat, so they pulled the fire drill. You oh, know? man, yeah. that's an old trick, isn't yeah. it? I've done go. it many times. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but anyway, so volleyball is going. Conference play, Henry, starts Thursday. 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 That, that's, again, this is because of now there are nine teams yep. in those. When we talk volleyball, we have to talk 6A West. Yep. But, yeah, Northside is over here now and, yep. and joined us uh, – so it's going to be a, a nine-team league. That means you have to play 16 conference matches. Yep. And so everything got bumped up a little bit. So, hey, the, it's right off the gates with Northside playing Bentonville and, yep. and other matches going on. Bentonville West goes to Southside tomorrow. There so conference play is here. And then, Henry, you will have uh, this, this uh, coming week, you'll have a preview for cross country. They will officially kick off. I mean, hit the start gun, Ricky. Hit the start gun. Uh, next week, so we'll have that, and of course the chili pepper will be in Fayetteville in, in October. It's a little bit cooler than it is now. Uh, mm-hmm. It won't be. Hopefully, they won't be running in ninety degree heat. Uh, but we have that going on, and then of course uh, football is here. So the school has started, and uh, you know I know parents are, are rejoicing that their kids are are not at home anymore and they're going back <laughs> to school. Hey, yeah. Go ahead, be somebody else's problem for eight hours a day or whatever. We love you. See yeah. you at three thirty. Yeah, you don't got to leave, but you got to get the heck on up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. You go be absent go for a little bit. I, I want to see. I want to be fond. We're gonna check that out. <laughs> I'm gonna check that out. So, Leland, I'm gonna kick it over to you. See if you got any words of wisdom, because the you know, Lord knows we don't have any wisdom up here. So, if you got any words of wisdom, impart those on us now. Well, you know, I I love being on the show with you guys, but one of my goals every week is to not hear Rick Fire sing. <laughs> well, I know, that's yeah, bad. that's yeah. You had to be sitting so around the, you know, the table. So for we're we're not kicking this off real well, but yeah. no. Uh, Clarksville visits Ozark Friday night. Huge game, yeah. That is the most played series in the River Valley. They will meet for the 90th time on Friday night. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Leland uh, told me that yesterday, the, and I was I was like, I was surprised huh? by that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They have played consecutively since 1947, so that is a uh, it's a big rivalry between those two schools. They kicked the season off uh, on Friday night, and you guys were talking about the Springdale Harbor Parkview game. I think that's one of the biggest non-conference games without of the doubt, yeah. uh, you know of the first four weeks of the season because of Parkview. Parkview's expectations are sky high this year. On top of being very good. The fact that they're going from 6A to 5A, and they are picked in the Democrat Gazette. They are number one in 5A. Yep, yep. Mm, uh, and, yep. of course, Harbor, like you said, you know, they, their expect, expectations are higher as well because they're more experienced. Yeah. And they have a senior quarterback who is returning, and that is just gigantic to have a senior quarterback because Joe Trusty proved that last night. Yeah. Uh, Alma Van Buren. I mean, he took that. Uh, he lifted the Airedales on his shoulders, and and led them to that victory. So having a senior quarterback is big. And then you got you know the zero week thing. Uh, when they started that a few years ago, it was funny because I talked to 
a lot of coaches that year to get their take on how they were wanting to do their schedules. And across the board, those coaches that year, uh, they did not want to sit out week three. They wanted to have a week three game. Yeah. Uh, most of them wanted a week zero, but they wanted a week three because they did not want to go into conference play with an open week. So most of them were taking a week one or a week two off. Now it's changed dramatically. Most of the coaches are wanting that week three off to have that extra week to heal up and to work on things going into conference play. Yep. So it's just kind of interesting to see how their mindset has changed over that time. And of course, that's from getting into it and seeing how it works and, and all of that. But that's a big deal because the week three schedule is the lightest of the four weeks of non-conference play. It is. There's there's a lot that week. There's you know not a lot of games going on. We got some teams on the road. I think Henry, you mentioned Bentonville going to KC Rockhurst that Friday night. You got Springdale Harbor going right? to Mustang going Oklahoma. To Mustang, Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, so trying to you and Henry, you mentioned this a while ago. It's just trying to find out how how conference or how schedules can line up with one another. You know. Yeah, and, and another thing. What we haven't brought up is the case of, you know, in the 6A West, they've got eight conference games, so yeah. they're going to have to sp space out their open weeks accordingly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and some of them don't like it, but, hey, it's just part of the game now. It is. And one other thing I want to mention, too, I know Decatur's a very, very small little blip on the radar, but they are making the move back to 11-man football this mm -hmm. year. I think, Ricky, I think you maybe you had talked to – their coach, coach or Denzer. coach Denzer, yeah. um, that they're ha having some growth over at Decatur, and uh, uh, looks feel like their numbers are going to be sufficient enough for them to to stay in eleven man without having to you know forfeit games and that yeah, kind and of stuff. Yeah, it cuts down on their travel. They said they was having to go to Augusta, yeah. Brinkley, long way to find games in eight man. So now they're ready to make the move. Uh, so yeah. Um, I'm not going to say anything negative about eight-man football, but traditionally the kids like to play 11-man if sure. they can. Sure. Yeah. With eight-man football, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it, this was made for schools who are constantly struggling with their numbers. Which Decatur? Which well, Decatur, Decatur was. Decatur led the, led the push for eight-man. Led man. the push. Yeah. yeah. If you're struggling with numbers like that, I can understand eight-man yeah. football. That's what, you know, and I applaud where – Hey, we have Izzard County Consolidated, who is going to start eight-man football this year, but with the intention to say, hey, in two years, we want to be up into 11-man football. Right. And you have these smaller schools, you know, with maybe 20 players. Okay, yeah, okay. But then you have some of these schools. Uh-oh. Uh, they have no business playing eight-man football. Uh -oh. Okay. Uh, yep. It was made for, you know, I was talking to someone. They said in the eight-man championship game between Strong and Mountain Pine, Mountain Pine had twenty-something players on their roster. That's enough for an eleven-man oh, okay. team. Yeah, you know, I, so I would say somebody chasing a championship. Yeah, I say if you're under, if you have under twenty players, yeah, go play eight-man. That's all right. But if you've got over twenty, oh, you can play eleven-man football easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. That's what's going on, and, uh, you know, we, we are happy to be back. We will be with you every Wednesday uh, here in the studio. This podcast will drop on Thursday, the Thursday edition, replica edition or iPad edition. Some people call it replica. Some people call it iPad. 
tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Well, maybe not potato. Uh, but anyway, something like that. So anyway, that would be the Thursday edition of the replica edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Also on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, all all the different uh, you know I, uh, podcast platforms. TikTok. Tick, I don't know about TikTok. <laughs> but, uh, may, maybe TikTok. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, all the different places. So uh, we, uh, we appreciate Spencer Tyree being our producer for this show. And uh, we're try to, our goal is to bring it to you and bring you information you don't get anywhere else, uh, but right here with people like Leland Barclay and who's way smarter than us, Ricky. Yeah, absolutely, uh, that bar's not that high. Yeah. I realize that, but Leland definitely is on a different level than us. So we appreciate him joining us and, and uh, bringing us that wisdom every week. So yeah. let's close out this first edition. Uh, thanks for being with us. I'm Chip Souza for Henry Apple, for Rick Fires, for Leland Barclay down in the River Valley. Thanks for listening to the Prep Rally Podcast, and we will catch you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Mm-hmm. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.